Welcome to Rebel Roundup, ladies and gentlemen, and the rest of you, in which we look back at some of the very best commentaries of the week by your favorite Rebels. I'm your host, David Menzies. Well, one of the most compelling sidebar stories of the 2021 federal election campaign was the rise in popularity of the People's Party of Canada, much to the chagrin, no doubt, of the Conservative Party. Alas, the PPC failed to capture any seats. But it is certainly a force to contend with moving forward. Alexa Lavoie was in Beauce, Quebec on Monday night to interview PPC leader Maxime Bernier, who maintains that the PPC is the true Conservative Party. And really, folks, you won't get any argument from me on that one. In any event, Alexa joins me to weigh in on the future of the PPC. And no jabs, no jobs. Well, many Edmontonians had plenty to say about the tyranny of vaccine passports at a large demonstration. And Sheila Gunn-Reed was there to cover it. Sheila joins me to try and make sense of it all. And letters, we get your letters. We get them every minute of every day. And wow, you had plenty to say about Aaron O'Toole's last campaign stop in Markham, Ontario last Sunday. Spoiler alert, O'Toole hid in his bus when he saw me, making him half an hour late for his own event. And then his lackeys forced me to cover the event from a live lane of traffic. What a loser. Those are your rebels, now let's round them up. I, I'm just wondering if you're satisfied of your campaign, same if the mainstream media didn't give you so much visibility. You know, I'm, I'm very happy with the campaign and you know, my message was very strong for more freedom and less government. Uh, I'm disappointed with the mainstream media, didn't cover us, but I'm very happy that in Canada we have independent media. And all the media must be independent and not dependent on the government. So that's part of our platform, as you know. We will cut the CBC and all the funding going to media. We want them to be able to compete fairly uh, against the uh, traditional and independent media. So that's part of our position. But that being said, we use social media a lot and we're able to have huge rallies here in, across the country, uh, in the East, in New Brunswick, in uh, Vancouver, all across the country. So I'm very pleased and people are ready. I think we'll be able to celebrate today. That will be another step. Uh, and this party is growing, this, this movement is growing. So I, I believe it would be a nice night. And why did you choose Saskatoon for your main like conference place? Yeah, because you know we wanted to do something inside without mask. And when we choose Saskatoon here in uh, Saskatchewan, that was the only province that didn't have any ridiculous uh, rules. And they changed that three days ago. So we had two plans, one outside, one inside, and our people wanted to be inside. And uh, you know, they don't respect the uh, regulations here but they are free and responsible people and i understand that it's it's ridiculous to to have masks inside uh, but some of them and we are expecting people that are wearing a mask but we decided that here we wanted to be in western canada because we have a lot of support here and especially because you are the only one party right now i think who conserve their event tonight for because the other one didn't 
uh, yeah. the event because if they wanted to follow the elf measure, what do you think about that? Yeah, you know, I, I think it's important for me. We are the people's party, so I wanted to be here. I wanted to be with our people to watch the result, and um, that's that's the most important for me. How many seats do you think you will win tonight? I don't know. The most important is the percentage of our vote. For 1.6%, if we go to 4, 5, 6%, that's a huge victory. You know, you know, the Green Party, after 38 years, they are around 4%. If we can do better than that, after only two elections and, and two years, uh, it would be very good. And we'll build from there for the next election. And um, how do you feel about Erin O'Toole saying that voting for PPC is splitting the vote? <laughs> He's very desperate. Uh, you know, that's, um, that's funny because the only argument is that you don't vote for a party that is a real conservative party. Um, and I believe that Canadians are intelligent and they know that the People's Party is the only real conservative party in this country. Well, folks, I can't say I disagree with Max, thanks to Aaron O'Toole endlessly flip-flopping on everything from the carbon tax to the gun ban. Is the Conservative Party truly conservative or is it sort of liberal light? Meanwhile, Mr. Bernier believes what he says and says what he believes. I know, what a concept. And joining me now is La Belle Provence's she-devil with a sword, the one and only Khaleesi of Quebec, and that would be Alexa Lavoie, live and in person. So, Alexa, welcome to Rebel Roundup. So good to have you uh, here in the studio. Uh, first and foremost, Give me your thoughts about what went wrong on Monday night. And I, I say that in terms of really the Conservative Party. I know Aaron O'Toole sent out a release before the polls uh, closed saying, oh, P.S., by the way, if the Liberals are held to a minority, we're declaring victory. I don't think that's victory. I think uh, it was a lost. <laughs> oh, lost. Yeah. And uh, I think the fact is Aaron O'Toole was probably sure it was going to win and that was not the case and it's why uh, if you look at all the social media everyone too was like i'm the only one who ta can take the place of mr trudeau and um it, it was it was sure that he was going to win but that he lost you, you know what it's a very interesting i thought and i even if you ask liberals alexa I thought Justin Trudeau ran a disastrous campaign. The first week was a nightmare, and people were saying, well, the first week doesn't define a campaign. Then he had a second bad week, and then a third bad week. Aaron O'Toole, i got to be honest, in the early going, uh, he looked very um, prime ministerial, right? Mm -hmm. He looked very dignified. He wasn't making mistakes. And then in the home stretch, something seemed to spook him. And he started doing flip-flops. I would say unnecessary flip-flops on the carbon tax, on the uh, on the gun ban. And I don't know what it was to bring it back to the PPC. Could it have been he saw the PPC gaining in polls? Um, at one point, um, Maxime Bernier, uh, his People's Party of Canada, 11%, which is a staggering figure for a startup political party. But nevertheless, what do you think spooked Aaron O'Toole, who was running a good campaign to suddenly go even more to the left? Um, I think uh, but with Mr. Trudeau, um, I think it 
his campaign was just wrong. Um, yeah. he, so many protests, so many hates. Yeah. Um, he keep like focusing on vaccination, on uh, demonizing like the unvaccinated people. Yes. And uh, I don't understand why he went, but we know that we will be in election in two years from now because he don't want a majority, uh, minority uh, government and he said it loud. Uh, but for Mr. Irene Otto, I think he saw um, on the polls uh, that he was kind of ex with the liberal, but he, he saw like NPD and, uh, and the PPC going in the statistic up. Yes. And I don't know if he get afraid of that, right. uh, but I think when you're afraid, you made a lot of mistake. And that's beginning to be uncertainly on, on, well, on his campaign. So he was telling something and the day after he was telling something else. And so he, I think it's just the fear of losing or maybe the fear to see like other party going up. Yeah. And he knew, and it's why he say, voting for PPC is splitting vote. Right. It was, he wanted to make sure that people would not vote for the PPC for not making Trudeau win. Yes. So it was like, don't vote for the PPC, vote for the conservative because we will be sure that Trudeau will not win. And you know, on that matter, uh, there were writings certainly that if you took the PPC vote and you assumed all of those were disgruntled conservatives and you put it to the conservative can candidate in that writing, the conservative would have won. Uh, still, it would still result in Aaron O'Toole coming in second, right? So it's a non-factor. But, you know, let's talk about the People's Party of Canada, Alexa. As I said, at one point, one poll showed them at 11%. When the ballots were counted, it was about half of that amount. That's still a very impressive number for a very young political startup party. I mean, winning a seat for a startup political party, it, it is a Herculean task, to say the least. Um, what do you attribute to the support, coast to coast, uh, even though it didn't result in any seats for Maxime Bernier, what do you attribute to the popularity of the PPC this time around? Um, I will say something. I was really um, shocked to see any seats going up uh, that night. I was impressed. I was like, I, I was expecting at least one seat, yeah. minimum. Um, but no seats, uh, I, I just don't understand. But his popularity is because it's the only political party, like ISA, that is against the mandatory vaccine against the vaccine passport uh, is for a freedom of choice, pro-choice, do whatever you want. Like w what we saw during his event, it was actually what he, he prone, like his value. If you want to wear the mask, wear it. Yeah. If you don't want to wear the mask, it's your choice. What a concept, eh? Yeah, but <laughs> it's life. It's, it's a democratic uh, like party. It's uh, you choose whatever you want to do with your body. And isn't that what you would expect a conservative leader and party to say that you know we're not going to be big government. We're not going to tell you how to live your lives. But for some reason, Aaron O'Toole, like I said, kept drifting the party further and further left. And I think it, he forced people to vote for the PPC. Yeah, because at the beginning it was not really for um, the mandatory vaccine, and yep. it was more like um, for the 
vac vaccine passport, we are not really for it. And uh, we are more like uh, PCR tests, uh, daily PCR tests. And after that, it changed a little bit like, yes, for the vaccine passport and yes, for other things. Yeah. And we were like, this guy will probably, if he get elected, will be as Trudeau. So it's like a vote for Trudeau or a vote for Erin O'Toole is actually the same. And, and you know, and furthermore, I agree with you, Alexa, no spine, no firm with his convictions. And it reminded me, you know, going back more than 20 years ago, remember Paul Martin running for the Liberal Party? And he got the nickname Mr. Dithers because he couldn't make up his mind. He kept flip-flopping. Yeah. And I think the ultimate moment was, it was around Christmas time, and he had a photo op at his house and he was putting a Christmas wreath on the door. And a reporter asked, Mr. Martin, it was just a, a fun question, but it became a disaster for him. Is that a Christmas wreath or a holiday wreath? And his eyes, it was like Bambi looking into the high beams of a Hummer on the highway. He was terrified. He didn't know what, he didn't want to offend any camp. So his answer was, it's a $50 wreath. And it was just so pathetic. And, you know, a man of zero convictions. I think that was the case with Aaron O'Toole as well. We've got to say, though, as much as the Conservatives whine about vote splitting by the PPC, it works both ways. And I think what Aaron O'Toole was counting on, Alexa, was the NDP to do really, really well. And really, they were stuck in neutral. I think they were hoping that a lot of liberals that are disenchanted with Trudeau and his shenanigans would go to Jugmeet Singh's NDP, and that didn't seem to happen either. I think Jagmeet Singh did a really great mistake mm. uh, to use uh, TikTok or other like <laughs> social media that is, it's not credible. Like yeah. why using TikTok small dance when you are running for being Prime Minister of Canada. I know. That's his horrible. And in the meantime, not taking questions from us. Exactly. You know, the mainstream media keeps painting this narrative, oh, what a wonderful leader, how classy, how savvy. And meanwhile, no, I think he's a petulant brat. You, you I, anyone else ask some questions, and it's like, nah, 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 I can't hear you. Th yeah. That's not Prime Minister material. No, and when we look at the, the leader of the party, Trudeau, uh, diabolize our media and don't want to answer us. Erin O'Toole answered to our question, but not really answered to the question. He just uh, answered, but around the question. Yes. Jack Min Singh, no, 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 straight, close-minding. Yep. And Yves-François Blanchet, same thing. So it's I'm not answering. It's a no, no. And don't try to de uh, diabolize us. Don't try to answer. It's like Jack Mincing and Yves François Blanchet, same, perfect. And you have the two other extreme. Trudeau is like trying to yep. de destroy us, and you have Renato who try to pass really well to answer us without answering the main question. Of course, but with the others who say it's policy that yeah. I don't answer questions from Rebel News. Well, a person makes that policy. They can't convey the ostensible policy reason for the, the policy. It's ridiculous and it, we have thick skins. We don't care if we get the bums rush. It's disrespectful for a huge percentage of Canadians that don't agree with them. They're saying you're not worthy of an answer. Yeah, but the policy is from them. Oh, of course. Yeah, and they choose the media that they want 
Of course. I don't. I don't understand. I don't understand it either. I mean, my goodness, if Jagmeet Singh uh, thought he was going to be prime minister, he would have to deal in terms of foreign policy with some of the most horrible regimes on the planet, terrorist groups like the Taliban. He's expected to deal with that, but he can't take a question. He's that fragile? Give me a break. I saw your interaction with uh, Kerry Han. Oh, yes. I was, I was like keeping telling the same narrative to, that they say to me. He's to the you. communications director for yeah. the see, uh, conservative party. Yes. I, I, at at one point, I would just say, "Can you change your cassette? Like you know, like uh, your tape? Change yeah. your tape because your tape is always the same thing." And it doesn't make sense. We have a 1.5 million plus YouTube audience, most of whom presumably are right of center. It, it, it's crazy. Um, one last question because we got to wrap it up. Um, a minority government in Canada, the shelf life, Alexa, is between 18 and 24 months. So within two years, we're going to go back into this vortex of insanity. Let, to focus the question on the PPC, what do you see as the future of the PPC? I think, uh, yes, they're getting great popular support, but you've got to translate that into at least one seat to have a voice in the House of Commons. Any predictions? Uh, I think... Uh with the year we come with Trudeau um, as a leader, again, um, things will get more like strict and more strict and yes. people will raise at one point. So the PPC will probably have the chance to get the other population that now did vote for Trudeau that will say it's enough and they will join the PPC movement. Mm -hmm. um, so they have maybe the chance to get seat at the next election right. but fun fact Trudeau is the only leader who will who say that will not respect the four-year mandate if you get the minority but all the other leader was okay yeah to be the leader of a minority government for four years to come it's unbelievable wow well you know what we will we will be around certainly to cover the shenanigans that happen oh, yeah. in the next uh, two years so and I just want to say before we leave uh, excellent reporting uh, you know, on the campaign you did a great job Miss Lavoie so thank you so much and there you have it folks uh, we'll just have to see what, what's in store for the PPC when the next election is called and whether or not Aaron O'Toole is still the leader <laughs> of the Conservative Party Keep it here. More of Rebel Roundup to come right after this. I'm here today to stand with my friend Becky, who is an RN, and, and of course she's totally against uh, the mandate that's come down. I want my freedom away from the vaccine. It's my choice. We should all be banding together and allowing people to have choice. Same thing. I want choice. I want freedom of choice as well. Now I can marry who I want, I can sleep with who I want, I can choose to keep a fetus if I want, but I can't choose to what, choose to pick what I want to put in my body. There may be alternatives for treatment even if so. Why do I not have my body? We need to move on, live our lives. Come on guys. You can do this. I came to protest today because I'm against masks, I'm against the mandates, I'm against coercing people, I'm against the job completely. I've been coming here for the past 18 months. 
I just want yeah, him seeing to the angry Albertan here speaking up and talking out and it's good it's good to meet people who what are like-minded and lots of people think the same way our freedom is at stake this is terrible yeah this is all one big family and we just can't take the tyranny anymore we can't take the the, the, the stripping down of our freedom, one after another, after another, after another. Well, if I don't get the vaccine, then I can't do anything. I can't watch my kids play hockey. I can't take them to the pool. I'm losing my job. I work for Alberta Health Services. And I'm, I'm not doing it. I'm not complying. I'm not going along with this. This is so wrong. Well, I'm here because I have four children, and I'm standing up for their right to make medical choices for themselves. I heard Justin Trudeau say that if you don't believe in vaccine passports, you just might be a misogynist, is what I heard. What uh, the Prime Minister has to say about me means nothing to me. Uh, he's a liar. The Prime Minister in here is not my Prime Minister. He is nothing. He no love Canada. He no love the people. He love himself. He's evil. Well, that was Sheila Gunn-Reed in Edmonton last Saturday, getting demonstrators to weigh in on the odious vaccine passports. And what a bunch of yahoos, eh? I mean, speaking out in favor of, oh, I don't know, freedom, trumpeting the idea of reasonable accommodation. Yeah, for the mainstream media and the political and bureaucratic elites, these are just so many COVID-idiots. Well, to me, they are freedom fighters standing up against medical apartheid. And with more on this story is Sheila Gunn-Reed herself. Welcome to Rebel Roundup. Hi, David. Thanks for having me on the show. It is always a pleasure, my friend. So, Sheila, just curious, whatever happened to that old chestnut the feminists have trumpeted for decades now, especially those on the left, my body, my choice, has that evaporated or is it still around, but it only applies to a woman terminating a pregnancy? No, it, it's still around. You see, my body, my choice is the government saying, that that's my body. That's my choice. That's my body too. That's my choice. That's my body too. All your bodies, <laughs> those are my bodies. That's what the government is saying. That's what Jason Kenney is saying. I mean, we, it's a constant deluge of people now in my email, and I'm sure you're getting the same thing, that they're being told they're going to lose their job unless they get the vaccine, or they are being separated from their family unless they get the vaccine. And this for whatever reason, it's a medical procedure they do not want to undertake, be it for religious reasons, um, moral reasons, or just because they don't want it. It could be for health reasons. It's really not my business, and it's not the government's business, but there are a there is a vast swath of society that is just being carved out and stuck over there. And they are the people now who have to eat outside. They can't visit grandma. They don't get to go to a movie theater. They don't get to watch their minor children play sports or do gymnastics because mom and dad aren't vaccinated and their 11-year-old is too young to get vaccinated. This is where we're at now in Alberta. From a premier who said just a little while ago, what even is a vaccine passport? That's just a conspiracy theory. Well, he learned real fast and it's not a conspiracy theory. It's a conspiracy fact. You know, Sheila, let's talk about that Premier, Premier Kenny. 
there are all kinds of uh, whispers out there that there might be a palace coup, that so many of the MLAs in Alberta, um, when it comes to their grassroots, they are furious. Uh, they are mad about this. I think Jason Kenney tried to deflect some of that anger or cause a distraction by demoting uh, Shandro, or I don't know if it was a demotion or a lateral move, however you want to interpret it, but that kind of came out of the blue. And I, I see he's getting all kinds of criticism from the usual suspects in the mainstream media for that. What is, um, is Jason Kenney going to get out of this mess? Because there is an election next year. And as we've said before, all he's had in terms of a, um, a weapon in his quiver is time. But I think time's running out. People are going to remember this. Yeah, I mean, it feels as though he's just shuffling the deck chairs on the Titanic. <laughs> Titanic. Um, and from what I understand, Shandro has been moved from health where he has been the worst health minister Albert has ever had. And they've moved him over to labor. And the union should be super happy about that because he, they are in complete lockstep with him with regard to vaccine passports. The wow. unions wanted it and he wants it. So here we are. He's their guy now. So they, the left should not be upset. You couldn't have a more useless labor minister. And he's going to do whatever they want. He's done whatever the healthcare unions wanted from the very beginning. It's just, you know, the people who work in labor that might have a problem with him. Um, but, yeah, with regard to Jason Kenney, he's never going to please the left. They don't like him. They think he's got a hidden agenda, which I have yet to see yet. But as a conservative, I actually do think he has a hidden agenda at this point <laughs> because, because he he says things and then a couple weeks later, he just flip flops on it like the summer wasn't even over. Literally, the first day of fall, I think, was yesterday. So summer wasn't even over, and we were locked down, and the best summer ever was snatched from us just like that. Um, he said, you know, we're open for good. Uh, we're never locking down. Restrictions are gone. Cross my heart and hope to die. And then, yeah, not only are we locked down, we're wearing masks and vaccine passports. We are one of the strictest lockdown restrictions in the country. And it happened literally overnight. At least in Ontario, you got some you guys had some lead time to prepare yourselves emotionally and psychologically to being pariahs. It happened to us in Alberta <laughs> within the span of a couple of days. And I don't think Jason Kenney can dig himself out of this hole if he wants to save the party over himself he's gonna have to go and there are rumblings that there are mlas who are going to stand up to him but where are they i haven't seen them yet bunch of cowards yeah well you know give it some time and give it uh the runway for kenny to make even more bad decisions sheila if that is indeed possible at this point but you know going back to that protest what i liked about it sheila is you know, the mainstream media and uh, certain premiers and bureaucrats and the uh, medical establishment, they like to paint these people, uh, well, to use Premier Ford's word, a bunch of yahoos. Uh, yeah. They use the word COVIDiots. They're so mocking. They're so demonizing. And the people you interviewed... They seem so nice. They seem so balanced. They weren't using profanity. They, they were making solid arguments. And uh, let me ask you this. Uh, was there any other media out there to actually cover the protests and see who these COVIDiots are? 
Oh, there were, but they're scared to talk to these people. You can see them standing <laughs> like at a hundred yards away. And you know it's mainstream media because you're the only people wearing a mask outside. Yeah. <laughs> and they're standing over there and it's like wildlife photography. They've got like their long range lenses because they don't want to get close to this horrible super spreader event of COVID idiots. That's what they've convinced themselves they are. But unlike the mainstream media at Rebel News, we don't talk about the people, we talk to the people. And you saw it's men, women, old, young, diverse crowd, people from all backgrounds, socioeconomic um, status. It's all people who just care about freedom and privacy and autonomy of the self really that's what this is all about some of them told me like look sheila i'm vaccinated but i i gotta be here for my friends and family who choose not to be mm. because they don't get they don't get a choice anymore they're like i chose this they don't get a choice anymore they're being cut out of society and you know it's it's really funny to hear people argue that those people who are protesting are selfish because the selfish people are the ones who are saying those people over there cannot come eat in a restaurant because I have no confidence in my vaccine. So I need to placate my hypochondria. So I want you to discriminate against them. That's the selfish person, not the person who just wants to be left alone to live their life. Yeah, no, we've spoken about this before. Uh, my goodness, these are the salad days for the COVID Karens. You know, just the other day, I saw something on Twitter, and it was this poor man at a uh, cafe at the Boston Airport, I believe, and this woman's walking by, like 20 feet away from him, with yep. a child, and she's berating him for not wearing a mask. And I'm thinking, and he's so polite, polite beyond... Uh, any measure I might be because she's nagging and nagging and she's in no danger, but she demands he suffer as much as she is. And as far as I can tell, he's obeying the rules, Sheila, because you have to lower the mask if you're eating and drinking, right? It, but this is what this pandemic has done. Uh, it's despicable. Last word goes to you, my friend, in terms of the battlefield of Alberta, when it comes to vaccine passports and all the other rubbish that is tied into this uh, pandemic. How do you see things playing out in the near future, Sheila? I think we're going to see a replication of the restaurant rebellion out here mm. when the government closed the restaurants and the restaurants said, no, no, we're just going to reopen <laughs> ourselves. And when they closed the hairdressers and the hairdressers said, nah, I don't think so. Um, and they closed the tattoo shops and the tattoo shop said, not today, Satan. We're going to see a lot of that. The <laughs> uptake on our new civil liberties awareness project we won't ask.com has been incredible i stuck the first stickers on natalie klein fade, blades to fades barbershop owner i put my first stickers on her door and she posted a photo of it to social media and it's just been a deluge of other businesses saying i want one of those stickers i'm not going to ask my customers what their vaccination status is i promise to mind my own business while I'm doing business. And so I think we're going to see a lot of businesses who are doing the same thing, saying, I'm not fighting with my customers. 
I will serve everybody regardless of their vaccination status. And, you know, that's the thing about Albertans. We're tough to control. And the government is going to learn that the hard way, I think, again this time. Well, there you have it. And, you know, and and that is the other unfortunate thing about the vaccine passports. You're forcing hospitality staff into becoming bouncers. There was a story in Toronto recently, Sheila. It was a man who runs a restaurant. Um, first of all, he's visually impaired, so he can't even see these letters and, and, and phone codes. And secondly, uh, his daughter works at the restaurant. She's only 16. He doesn't want her subjected uh, to, uh, you know, like a, an argument every day. So as a result, he's closed his indoor seating. Yeah. And it's only uh, takeout and delivery. And I can tell you, covering that business for seven years in another life, it is so difficult to make a, a buck. And now you have government piling on and just making it even more difficult. It is just a lose-lose situation. And for all those that say we're all in that in this together, yeah, government bureaucracy, they never lost a paycheck, one day of work, any anything like that, Sheila. But the private sector, they've suffered and suffered unless you have a lobbyist to go to bat t- for you like yeah. Walmart did. And, uh, and now you have uh, them being put into the role of uh, bylaw and law enforcement in terms of policing this thing. It, it is just shameful and doubly so that so many conservative premiers are going down this route. Anyway, Sheila, it was a great report. Thank you so much. I know uh, you'll have a, uh, an update very soon on We Won't Ask. I can hardly wait for that. In the meantime, you have a good weekend, my friend. Thanks, David. And just one more point before I go. I know you're trying to wrap it up, but just think about the position these restaurant owners are put in. The only people they're allowed to serve at this point are the people who actively cheered for them to be forced to close their doors. Yeah, good That's the only people patronizing them. Anyway, thank you, David. Have a great weekend. Have a great weekend, everybody at home. You too, my friend. And that was Sheila Gunn-Reed somewhere in the northern hinterland of Alberta. Keep it here, folks. More of Rebel Roundup to come right after this. Folks, this is absolutely astounding. Aaron O'Toole is 20 minutes late for his own rally, not because he got tied up in Hogtown traffic, it's because he won't come out of the bus because little old me is here to ask some questions. This is a man who wants to be prime minister? Well, fancy that. Um, He's not getting out of the bus, but he's backing it up. Uh, I know there's uh, mainstream media types that uh, Aaron O'Toole has all the time in the world for, around the corner so i guess he's um <laughs> rather than <laughs> entertain questions from rebel news he's gonna find another way into the building this is unbelievable but you know you can't really drive a bus all that fast in a industrial parking lot so uh i guess we'll just follow the bus and see where it leads Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, no problem. I'm yeah. more than two meters away. Who are you, sir? Uh, with the RCMP, sir. You're with who, sir? RCMP. RCMP. Okay, then. you're not going to stand on my feet, are you? Try not to, sir. Okay, because I got my uh, steel-toed boots in the car <laughs> uh, after the Trudeau event. But you like, you look like a nice guy to me. I'm not, I'm not here to cause anyone harm. I'm just uh, asking questions. That's all, sir. Well, folks, I can tell you, it's um, we're kind of being received like the skunk to the garden party. Um, They've moved the bus around 
the building and Aaron O'Toole is still not coming out. I mean, I, I pose no harm to him unless you could consider, I don't know, insensitive, impolite questions as harmful things. But he's got to come out of this bus sometime or another, right? So we'll be right here. You disrupt our events. Like, I'm not going to, we're not going to do this. Give me a definition of disruption. What you're doing right now. So I'm well, asking. I, I want to ask questions yeah, of I'm Aaron O'Toole. Okay. You just, your outlet, and you also continually disrupt our events, so I'm asking you to leave. Isn't that my outlet? 13 months ago, Aaron O'Toole had nothing but time for us. No, 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 wait a minute. Excuse me. What changed, what changed, no, I'm not debating, I'm asking a question. What changed with Aaron O'Toole? Sidewalk over there. Does Aaron O'Toole regret moving the party further left, stiffing Rebel News, stiffing Jordan Peterson? Does he, Corey? We're going to ask that you leave. Okay. You disrupt the events. So you're welcome to the sidewalk across the street. I've just been standing across. here. I've just been standing here. How is that disruptive? Event. We have an event to start, uh, okay. and I'm asking you to leave. And Aaron O'Toole is too cowardly to come out of a bus. I'm happy to walk with you. This man wants to be prime minister. Yeah. yeah. On Monday he will be, so I'm asking you to leave. Oh, really? Okay, then. Then there should be nothing uh, of concern, then. This, this is not... This is public property, the berm. You have the, the blueprint to show me. This, Do you have the blueprint? This, this is what we've been told is the property to the curb. To so, the oh, who told you that, Corey? We have the we have the the, the event manager. They okay. have they own the, and the public property, correct? Uh, certainly the road is. I I'm okay. told to the curb, and I'd be careful there. There's a Corey, for the record, I think you're pathetic. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, your 2021 edition of the Conservative Party of Canada, which, of course, went down in flames on Monday night, even after bending the knee to the mean girls of the media party, uh, who hate the Conservatives, by the way. Yet a Conservative-friendly media outlet, such as Rebel News, gets the bums rush. Now, gee, where have we see, seen this one play out before? Oh, yeah the 2019 edition of the Conservative Party of Canada, led by another lame brain leader, that would be Andrew Scheer. You know, they never learn, do they? In any event, you had plenty to say about a federal party that seems content to forever be the official opposition simply due to profound strategic stupidity. Sonny J writes, I'm glad I didn't vote for PC, PPC, are the true conservatives. Oh, but Sonny, if you ask Team O'Toole, Monday night's result was actually a victory because the conservatives held the Justin Trudeau liberals to a minority government. Unbelievable. You know, I bet Aaron O'Toole is the kind of guy who does victory laps when he plays chess and the game ends in a stalemate. Yeah, he didn't win, but he didn't lose either, right? How wimpy, how delusional can you get? Ragman X writes, disrupt. A reporter doing actual journalism is disrupting. These politicians have gotten far too comfortable playing their little pre-screened PR events for anyone to trust them. Yeah, and what an awful event it was, Ragman X. There was actually more mainstream media jackals at this so-called rally than there were conservative supporters it made a Biden rally look Trumpian by comparison. Bill Cox writes, he is acting like a child. He claims you are disrupting the event, but he won't specify how you are doing that. Absolutely pathetic and cowardly. Oh, and this just in, Corey Han 
is a liar. I checked out the property line. It does not end at the curb, like he said. He put me and my camera woman in danger by demanding we stand in a live lane of traffic as if we posed any threat whatsoever to Air No Tool. Actually, we did pose a threat. We wanted to ask O'Toole some tough questions, and apparently this ex-military man finds that to be too triggering. Liam Reed writes, job opportunity. Workers needed, location, Parliament Hill, Ottawa, Ontario. Job requirements, none needed. Tools required, none. Job location is full of them. Liam, that letter is a thing of beauty, but really, do we laugh or do we cry? And finally, Ron M writes, he lost my vote for not talking to rebel. PPC all the way, they act no different from liberals. It's time for a political shakeup in this country. Hey, Corey, that's Corey Han. Please take note of Ron's comment. I think there might be, oh, I don't know, a million or so voters who feel exactly the same way. And it is thanks to your ongoing policy of cowardice, flip-flopping, and lying. Corey, let's start rebuilding the Conservative Party. Step one, submit your resignation, you lying liar who can't stop lying. That would be a good start. Well, that wraps up another edition of Rebel Roundup. Thanks so much for joining us. See you next week. And hey, folks, never forget, without risk, there can be no glory. Good night.